uh, on another episode of the Marshall Street Podcast. Podcast. Today we have a special guest. Yep. He goes by the name of Donkey Man. His real name is Simon Cordova. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Hey, Golfers clap. Thanks. It's good to be here. Now, you have just gotten back, Simon. I did, yeah. I just got back from Walk South us through your last two weeks. Hang on. Hang on. Where'd you go? Oh, well, well <laughs> you could have gone into that. Yeah, no, I just got back from South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Um, it's one of the most hectic experiences. Uh, it's just like nonstop, just constantly talking. Like, it's just like all your senses are being triggered 100% of the time. Yeah. It's just like your eyes are looking like you don't know where to look. There's so many people. There's just music Every single bar you're walking down, there's just it doesn't matter what time of day, it's yep. just something playing. And it's the whole city. It's not it's like heaven. It's not like a convention like, center because no, I think no, a no, lot no, of people no. I, I've spoken with, they're like, the stuff we have here, people feel like it's in one little spot or in no. a convention. So there's, there's it's the like whole the, the convention, the Austin Convention Center is like the hub. That's like the middle of it, and then it's just like they've shut down. The the Hilton has panels going on. The JW Marriott. There's you walk down like Sixth Street, which is like equivalent to Chapel Street here. And it's just like every single bar has a band playing, showcasing. Um, you walk down, there's another Red River Street, and it's just like street after street has something on it. Um, it legitimately just, sounds like if heaven existed, yeah. then that's what that would be. It's so fucking cool. And, and this it's is not your just second like, time? Second time, yeah. I went last year. Nice. Uh, I, went, I went last year to support a friend who was playing. I didn't, like I'd heard of South By. I didn't really know the full extent of it. I didn't know what, what it was, what to expect. I got there, I'm just like, this is fucking insane. And this how did so this cool. year's compare to last year's? Oh, it was insane. Like last year, you know, the th first three days, I kind of took to kind of adjust, kind of really gauge what was what it was, learn the city. Yeah. Uh, this year I went in head first. First day I knew exactly yep. what I was doing. Yeah. Had a mission. Yep. Knew exactly where to go, nice what to way. do. Yep. And anyone who's been seeing our Insta stories would have seen, obviously, your yep. antics. We've got a few messages there. People yeah, asking yeah. if I yeah. or people here were overseas. Wasn't us. It was. It was. Me. It, was it was Donkey Man. <laughs> yeah. And the caliber of artists that I saw that that you saw that I saw yep. the videos of was the first thing that hit me. Like these are yep. not, you know, unsigned artists who are who might break. These guys are fucking legit. Yeah, like, I mean, like it goes from one end of the spectrum. Like I saw a band in a little club um, that were showcasing for South by. Like it was a South by event, but there was maybe twenty people in the audience. I think I put footage up on 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 the Instagram, um, there was like 20 people in the audience, but they were fucking, they were like 21, uh, young, uh, but really fucking good. Um, and then, you know, you go from them to fucking Tom Morello, Billie Eilish, like it's just, it, 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 the South by covers all spectrums of uh, genre, talent, uh, skill level, audience level, I guess just. And it's primarily cool. a showcase, right? Like, yeah. And slash conference. So yeah. Networking conference showcase. Mm. Um, you got films, so the, the, it's split into three sections: interactive, film, and music. Yeah. Um, and you've got your your music showcases, your film showcases, and then like uh, technology, like new technology, interactive kind of uh, businessy type stuff. Yeah. Um, it's really just where a whole dude who are at the top of their field in the states come together and fucking compare dicks. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> it's like if you've got new shit to show or if you're fucking banned, that like it's it's just a hub where shit happens. Yeah, that's, that's um, essentially. And then there's, you know, there's a trade market in it as well, uh, like a trade show where people bring their ideas from around the world of what they've got, whether it's a music film, technology, whatever oh, it is. there'd be some shit kickers and in there. Was, there was some <laughs> cool shit there as well. Like, yeah, it's a good place to go and get cool funding. Stuff. It is, yeah. That's, there's that's a lot what of fucking like VCs, angel investors go in. Correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Davey, can you just look up for me? How many bands play at South By? 
because I think it's ten days, and I get the feeling it's an absurd number of bands. Oh, like in the order of above five thousand. I'm gonna take a guess and say ten thousand bands. Something played. like that. Something ridiculous. Woody Reckonsberger, ten days. Um, well, the how many? Well, you think about how many venues there are, and then how many bands play at each show. Per venue. And it's like and midday like till fucking... You'd like have multiple shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they run all so, day and all night. 10, 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. Like, yep. Something oh, ridiculous. I, I get yeah, the feeling about like... About 10,000 yeah. bands, I'd say. Imagine yeah. curating that. Yeah, fuck. Like, it's just oh, like, it would be, it'd be venue by venue. You wouldn't. It you, would. There's. There's. Um, yeah. But there'd be. They'd have to. There would be. They'd have to report back to South by Southwest yeah. the organization. Yes. Yeah. And that that organization would be hellish for in terms of like what are we doing where that'd be the hardest part because it's yeah. like dependent on venue size, yep. location, where the bands, like yeah. who's gonna be there. Yeah. Like that'd be the hard. Uh, Even, there'd be uh, there'd be a lot of people working for them. And that, oh yeah. Well, like, hundreds, did, hundreds. Did you go to yeah. changes? No. That conference? No, I didn't know. There's the one one of the um, chicks who organizes it, Stacy Wilhelm. She spoke at that, um, and like and yeah. So she, I think, for my gathering of it, she was basically one of the people. If you apply to South by, you looking to play there, she's one of the head groups that come in and go and b- distinguish between who the fuck's playing and who's not yeah. playing. But then yeah, and, and the way she ran through was like it just seemed like fucking mayhem. Yeah, like mm-hmm. every part of Austin is just going off for 10 days. Like yeah. every fucking play, every pub, every club, every venue has got something going on. It's yeah. literally the city's taken over. Yeah, that's it. The city's shut down. Like There's roads that are shut down that you cannot drive on. It's unbelievable. Because it's just crowds awesome. and crowds of people. I reckon and imagine the, the headache for the police. Like last year. So yeah. how many bands? Uh, the official website says there are showcasing artists from 60 plus countries are represented amongst the 2,000 plus official performers. Uh, and that doesn't include any venues that are doing their own thing and calling it South by Southwest because they let like they let yeah. venues like bars and stuff right. do their own thing. Yep. That's uh, not yeah. officially South by Southwest, but and there'd be more there'd be more of them. So there's two thousand official. Official. Yeah. And then yep. you gotta yeah. think about yeah, all the other stuff. Be, there'd be heaps that are unofficial. Yeah. That's yeah, it's great. And That's even and you were saying you sent me a message saying you caught um to tell Stu that you just caught a band that, you know, he likes Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, what is it? Death Cab? Death yeah, Cab, Death Cab. Yeah, and you just saw them about the week before. Yeah. yeah. So these guys must be, they fly to Australia, play fucking a couple of shows here. It's just be incorporated into this. Then head to it, yeah. Tour. Yeah, just be part of their tour. Mm. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the, the, headache, the headache that they use there for the, for the police as well, like it's, there's so much, you know, a lot of drink on the streets. Yeah. Um, but there's, it's just like, <laughs> yes, yeah. chaos, People, yeah. chaotic. Um there's a lot of, I know last year there was a couple of bombs that went off there as well. That's um, right. I remember that. I remember you was, saying uh, about that. I know the Roots had to not play because they had bomb threats. Um, this year I don't think there was anything. But What's wrong with people, man? It's just like crazy. Let's like not it's go there. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, it's just fucking hectic. Yeah, sick. Oh, wow. There's so much other stuff. Yeah. There's like music. There's Have you heard of South By before, Davey? Yeah, but... Okay. I understood it mostly as a music thing. Okay. It's like yeah, no, it's more than that. Like I, art, I had gaming marketplace. Yeah, there was, they, they yeah. had a gaming conference this year. So that's where a lot like of big play, a lot of big companies will unveil their new fucking shit or their new game or whatever yeah. it is at South by. So I think they kind of started the music side of it. From my understanding, and I could be wrong. Feel free to fucking chime in here. Was it was a place for 
A&Rs to scope out a lot of the bands that were on their radar, but so they didn't necessarily have to fly all the way around the country. So then they put on, their idea was to put on this showcase where they go, cool, any bands who's on someone's radar or if labels wanted to get yeah. a look at them, they could put them all into one spot and then your fucking head A&Rs could go there, check them all out, and basically see if you wanted to sign someone, if you wanted to fuck with yeah. an artist, if you wanted to go that rather than traveling around, yeah. it's gone, let's bring all the artists yeah. to, one to one spot. Yeah. How long has it been going for, Davey? I'm looking that up now. It began in 20 years, 1987 and continues Whoa, to that's my age. Fuck. Fuck, so old. Old as fuck. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> <Really> dead. <laughs> yeah. And even from what? To dead. Like, it's a fair, you were just saying before, it's a fair party atmosphere. Is it? Is, it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Every night is a party. Um, God yeah. damn. But I think that's Austin. Like, I feel like that's Austin. In, like, it's just. No, nah, I've um, spoken to people in Austin. And it's very much not a happy-go-lucky party really? town every night of the week. Oh, <laughs> it's hot and racist. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have, they have a good food culture in, in yeah. Boston. Oh, yeah, their barbecue Boston. is... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Thought yeah. It was like, I thought oh. it was pr- quite progressive. Yeah, uh, there are parts my of understanding it. Was quite I'm, progressive. I'm sure it depends where you go. You know that thing... Rooster Teeth, the thing I'm always banging on about. Yeah. yeah. They're based in Austin. Yeah, they were there last yeah. year. Fucking, I think they were there this year as well. I think those yeah, guys, yeah. like, I don't really watch much of their stuff, but I think those guys, like, nailed You watch that, all that of their new, stuff, David. <laughs> sort of entertainment thing. Whatever, <laughs> but, no, like, everyone's saying it's like the new LA. Austin. Austin. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. like to speak to these people. It's, 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 it's Austin. <laughs> and slap them in their faces. Austin is growing, but I think 1,100 people per week are moving into Austin. But Whoa. it gets yeah. so hot there in the summer, the tar, the bitumen literally melts yeah. in places. Like it gets, it's uninhabitable. What happens here? Like really, when people, know, when, when. It's built on a desert. Yeah. When they were walking, when, when, when they did the wag, the buffalo wagon trailed out to find water and went west from New England when they colonized there. Some people did. They got halfway, and they're like, "Yep, that's it. I'm staying here, fellas." Like, yeah. It is the middle of the fucking yeah. desert. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we digress. Um, <laughs> but I was speaking with someone who was saying, well, some of the people who go there for the more business conference side of things yeah. um, have kind of started to pull back because it is such a party atmosphere. Like they were saying, a lot of bands miss their fucking time sets. There's actually a big problem of bands not even realizing they need a fucking visa to get in. Yeah, so there was a lot of issues with that, especially so that, from Australia. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Like they'll get in, they'll get accepted. Yeah, they'll go to the airport with their gear, fucking land, and then immigration's yeah. like, if you're, if you're you have playing a visa. gigs yeah. overseas, one hundred percent have a visa. You have to, unless you just somehow do it on the down low. Yeah. No, but they people know you can't fly into Austin at this time of the year. Oh yeah, with and they're yeah, like correct, <laughs> like they know what's happening. Yeah. But then why actually, wouldn't you just hire gear? Just go over there and just like rock. That's up. what a lot of people did. That's what a lot of people did. Like, why would you take your own gear. shit? Fuck, you yeah, that's a get... good idea. Just hire gear for South by. Mate, you can four thousand dollars for a guitar string. Probably. I mean, the yeah. sky, oh, the yeah. prices of things over there just skyrocket over this time of year. It actually, would. yeah, that's True. a good. That would how... keep that would keep their city afloat. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. How like use the term loosely. living costs and stuff? What was that like for that time? It that was. was it was like converting from. AUD to US dollars mm. is fucked because you lose, yeah, you lose like tons. 300 bucks per thousand dollars. Yeah. But like things like Uber is fucking expensive. It's like Just 20 walk. bucks, 20 bucks for a 10 minute drive. Really? Yeah. It's me, people can scab a lift off there. I mean, the thing with Austin is that they've just, they've just incorporated, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. They just incorporated scooters in the city. Yeah. I was going to say, because LA, LA's got those, the oh, birds. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw yeah, the dice. Save 20 yeah. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Die. 25. They're good. They're pretty sweet. They're, I didn't try it. It's, uh, apparently, like, if you crash, you're, not, you're liable for it. Like, if you uh, hurt yourself, that's on you. Oh, yeah. Well, I wasn't going to sue them. Yeah. We broke more scooters than <laughs> that scooters broke us. 
<coughs> especially in Venice. <coughs> Sorry. Because there's just scooters. Like down the boardwalk, there's just those fucking birds are left everywhere. Yeah. Like you just pick them up where you want, you take it to wherever you want to go, then you just drop just it off. It. Yeah, They're yeah. just fucking everywhere. But then at night, we're like, I was living right next to Venice Park. So we'd go and just fucking skate the park at night, drink beers there, and it'd be funny for all the skaters to go and just focus all these scooters and fucking break them. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, but that's what skateboarders it's do. A lot for cheaper. Fun. It's a lot cheaper yeah. to do that as well. So give us your top five experiences from South by Southwest this year. Top five experiences. Um, well, the one of the top was what I was telling you guys before. I don't know if I told you uh, with Sony how uh, they were – they had like a little – they'd rented out a warehouse and they were showcasing all their new technology that they were bringing in, uh, so stuff with AI. Uh, and there was one particular software that they brought out. I think it was called Flow Machine Pro or something. Uh, we're basically, Got to have a pro on the end. It has to have a pro, yeah. right? Yeah. Basically what it does is that you, you'll write a song, you'll load it into your door like Cubase, Pro Tools or something like that, and it'll add, analyze the way that you write music. And then if you hit a wall, it'll write it for you, finish it off. And I was talking to one of the guys outside who was, um, you know, uh, just giving small information, you know, asking, can I ask questions to someone? And he's like, yeah, the developers are here. They're doing a talk in about five minutes. So just line up and you'll be able to go in and, you know, see a demonstration. So I was like, All right. So I lined up and got to the front and they were showing a demonstration and they asked who wanted to come up onto the stage to have a jam with the machine. So I said, yeah, I'll go up. So I went up and... Pretty much, I just went right through them. Like I was like, "This is bullshit! Like you're fucking up the industry. Like this is, this is gonna take jobs away from people." Um, you know, I, like I said, I, I can show you how to write a song without this machine. You know, play the song and I just improvise, come up with a melody. And there was that. You know, I'm not happy with the melody, but that's how you do it. The, the, right, you don't need writer's block. Is a psychological thing. It's just mm. you not being happy with what you're writing. Um, and they they went. They kept me off the stage. They weren't happy. With <laughs> Good. Like, yeah, thank Ruffle you. Ruffle a few feathers. I'm all for it. <laughs> But it was just like thinking like Sony are developing this AI and they can, you know, when they've written, when they've got, got a movie in production, they can run through songs through it, put th songs through it and then the program can write the yeah. soundtrack yeah. based on yeah. their feel. And that's a, you know, a million dollars that they've saved. Yeah. But how many musicians but, and composers and... See, and I put it back the other way because you brought it up at the, I think on the Darlington podcast just before it. That Maybe. A... What was it? Someone just signed a label deal to fucking yeah, yeah, AI. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Warner. A, ma a major Warner, label just signed. Warner has officially signed the first AI-based record deal that's not human. Yeah, and it's so for like it's 50 albums. F, yeah. Uh, and 20 of them are going to be this year, and they've already made five of them. Yep. So like, but my, so that's, that feel, we're definitely getting towards that part of, fucking humankind when yeah. Yeah. AI is doing some really serious stuff that can compromise what humans can do. But I don't think you'll ever lose, especially being in the entertainment industry here, I think we are probably the safest for one of the longest industries because I don't think you're ever going to be able to, one, replace what people can do on stage and, two, the, the creativity of humans. Like we can just constantly adapt and constantly become more creative in, in a different way, whereas what that it has to learn from something. It has to learn from really us or whoever yeah. programmed it. But and I you, think you have artists... to wonder like you have to wonder what the quality of it in terms of the 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 point of a soundtrack is to the, the soundtrack can be looked at as a character, right? The aim of it is to push the narrative further by accompanying what the visuals and what the dialogue is, right? Yeah. 
Very, so, it's a very good point. So you have to wonder what, how good it can be. I'm sure it's good. Like mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll do a good job. It'll suit the movie fine. But the, like, think of Hans Zimmer. Like, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. And the response that you get from that, and the the response that you would get to seeing him do a live symph symphony, it's it's not gonna it's gonna pale in comparison. Yeah. But, and it's gonna be fine. And people are gonna do it. Yeah. There's gonna be lost jobs. But it will make the human performer more special. It'll be yep. more valuable. It'll create value, more value to a human doing it. So and there will be another independent. So uh, the people film that are company. good at that are going to be able to charge more money. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. be able to go. Cool. I'm actually a professional at this. I'm yeah, not yeah. a computer. Yeah. You want Which, me? I'm going to fucking charge you out the ass. Like, yeah. And I think even as we've spoken about a heap of times on it, it's. Like right now, because of how easy it is to have access to all the technology and all the equipment and the plugins, because the the entry level to get into the game is so little now that you anyone with a laptop has the tools to put out commercial quality hits. There has to be a fucking a culling at some point where we just where something comes along and goes cool. Okay, now this divides the people who are legit and who love it and who are good at, it, and these are the people who are doing it just to fucking do it or to be average at it. Like I think because anyone can have a shot these days, it's too easy for people to call themselves a fucking producer or a fucking, you know, uh, it's just too easy for everyone to go around doing that. There has to be a culling at some point. And yeah. if it's fucking AI's introduction that turns out to be weaning the market, then it's like, cool, that might be it. Mm. I think the big thing is they'll never be able to replace humans playing live. No. Like playing live is a big thing. Yeah, it's yeah. the. It's but the I mean, you can like they can do what the gorillas did, you know, create a virtual band, and people will dig that. I mean, if they tell people this yeah. is good, people who don't know will say, "Okay, yeah, this is good." Do you want to hear yeah. an AI-generated song? No, they're terrible. Go on then. <laughs> I've got one. To learn. I don't know that we'll be able to play it on the podcast. Love it. I mean, all uh, it we is can, is chord we can put and that melody. <clears throat> yeah. Like yeah. somebody who doesn't know, like a, a record label can say that's a band and people won't know. Well, 100. It's, yeah. It's like the Gorillas. Correct. The whole yeah. thing with the Gorillas was that you'd, like all of their video clips, all of their like live band. performance. Hold on, let's, virtual. Back, Some, let's go back one more level. It was actually that, written by people who Correct. understand emotion and can Correct. write about things they've gone right. through in their personal experiences. Yeah. Like... How do you fuck to teach a robot to fucking write a song that's going to touch someone about being homeless but it's not, or being... But it might not be to. about teaching the robot. It'll be about teaching the people that this is what human is. Yeah. You know. Or it's like One Direction. Can't, you you can't, just, yeah. You get a but bunch of know. attractive dudes, you get a machine to write the songs and you get them to sing it. And people right. see through it. Yeah. Well, maybe. They do. Yeah. People didn't see through most of the bullshit that's gone through like the last 10 years. Yeah, but what... Depends who you the, talk the to. The difference, the difference is it having a lasting effect on people, and music that has a lasting effect on people. I can tell you that One Direction people that loved that band when they were twelve, right? When they're nineteen, they're going, "Oh, how funny was that?" They're not going, "I, I love that band so much." I can like the so amount of the Spice percentage. Girls? Spice Girls, yeah, Backstreet like, Boys, like people love them and people will go to their shows and stuff, but it's the minority that would say that band changed my life, because Spice Girls, 
Like, I don't think they changed anyone's lives. Like. Yeah, but, they, but they still made money for the record label. Oh, that's fine. I'm not talking but, about that. Though. But that's because it's like they did what pop acts do. Like they yeah, sell yeah. it there from marketing. They were the front. Like yeah. they had no artistic creativity. I, I don't know. They. I'm going to say they had limited artistic creativity in what they could put out because it was all funded and put forward by the record label. The yeah. record label knew how to make money. They knew how to market a band. They knew yeah. how to market four girl or five girls. Yeah. They knew what was going to make money. This was the formula. And yeah, then all so you have to do is you find the right people to put into that band to be the front. Simon Cowell is very fucking smart and very yeah. intentional and also very public when he put together One Direction. Yes. These were people who could sing. He goes, cool, if I give you the right songs, you can. We, this can be packaged and can be sold to the majority of the public very well. Just that, And that's all it is. It's a product that they it's, know it's they product. can push. They're essentially yeah. not a band. They're, they're essentially not. They're, it's, they're essentially a toy, yeah, if you they're will. A man, like, they're a management a manager's band, like a manager, a record label who knows how to just choreograph the puppets from behind the scenes. So as long as they do everything that they're told, they will fucking move units. Yeah. Like that's, that's the formula is there for a reason. It's been done. It'll be done again. Yeah. Actually, I, I quite like my analogy of it being a toy. And the reason why I like it is if you think about a toy that you play with and you play with it for ages and you have fond memories of it, but that toy eventually breaks and yeah. you eventually don't use it. So it's kind of like that, you know, one direction, if you, they're a product, they were purposefully built. They're not, they're not a group of people that came together because of an emotional thing. Yes. They didn't go, I love this music. I want to make this music. Yep. They go, I can sing. I'm good looking. And their producer, oh, we just lost battery. Um, our producer, um, you know, can put, put the fucking things together. They're a machine. And yeah, I'm real sidetracked now. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of the uh, – there was a panel that I went to at South by that was talking about that, um, about how uh, a lot of artists today are there for a five-year thing and then disappear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they're they're not there for the long term yep. like like it used to be. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you see like Disposable people like Queen world. and uh, Rolling Stones are still playing, but there's people that were around five years ago who aren't playing anymore. Like Adele. That, that I think Adele, then, Adele doesn't mm. do anything anymore. That happened um, back then. Yeah. And even, but even like Adele, like it she did, it does, it does, it has happened for. She kind of went yeah. away for like I don't, I didn't follow her super closely, but she kind of went away and just for a few years didn't do anything. wasn't yeah. wasn't active on socials, didn't no. wasn't publicly um, in the eye. Just wrote the fucking record that she wanted to write that she knew she had, she had to write. A family. Okay. So her that, her first album was nineteen. Her second one was twenty one, and then the third one wasn't till like twenty. Yeah. I think. So she took some time she off. She had four years off. Well, she and wouldn't she have, she have toured well, she, the first year. She wasn't really prevalent online. It's not like didn't she was she building that, her name. Didn't she publicly say that she'd made her money and that she was happy to... Oh, maybe. It's, I'm pretty sure I'd read that, that she'd said that... She'll be back. Um, yeah, it's a marketing thing. Yeah. Right. Like, it's, it's like why John would, Farnham's last show was like, like 10 times. Or? Yeah. Why would they... If she can still make money, why would she quit? What's she yeah. going to do? Nah, she'll be back. Money, maybe. I don't know. She'll be back. To exclusive Stuart, Adele will be back. Um, I think yeah, so we, we, we got through, through half of number one of your of top, five. top five. <laughs> we'll go for number two. The live music there was just fucking cool. Like Tom Morello, mm -hmm. it was just absolutely like he didn't even. He was just for about forty minutes of the show. It was just him on stage with a backing yeah. track. And you don't have to pay to get into each individual one, no, do you? No, yeah, no. like your badge, your South by badge, badge gets you me in. in yeah. yeah, I got a platinum badge, so the platinum Ooh, gets you into everything. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, that's um, what we're gonna get. Yep, that shit is. 
fucking expensive. And if anybody wants to sponsor yeah. Marshall Street and the staff for next year's South by, this is your chance to email in. Thank you. Look at what? them rolling. The emails are rolling in. They're rolling. <laughs> the, the phones are blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Continue. Yeah. Yeah, live bands. Billie Eilish was cool. Mm. That yeah. was an experience. That was that was yeah. probably the biggest story. When you put that story up, I got a heap of messages going, oh, really? who is that, that one? That, oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. She was cool. She's Mate, her new track is so good. Yeah. Oh, I just love it. For a pop song, like, fuck, it's so unique. And her brother it's opened for her. Awesome. And he was just yeah. as good. He's the, he's the, he's the, the, yeah. the, the genius behind her. Really? Yeah. yeah, he's the he's the producer behind her. There you her. go. They both, um, they, they both write together, but he does do, all the yeah. production, doesn't he? Yeah. Fuck. That's cool. Um, nice. Super talented. Um, Wish my brother. Where were they from? Music. Well, I think they're they're, from, they sound Irish, but Billy Irish, Irish, yeah. And his name is Phineas. Yeah, they are so Irish. Phineas okay, O'Connor. Cool. There you yeah. go. So it sounds oh, Irish. The Irish can just sing, man. Mm. Fuck them. Like as a nation, they, they, they can, can sing and drink. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, good for them. All right, we're uh, number three in the countdown. Number three, um, networking. Yep. I met some cool people there. Experience. Um, it what, was just what like experiences. Uh, what do you mean? Like, like, like from the from the networking. Yeah. Like, tell us about one of the experiences. Don't give us too much away. But well, so I I got in, I got invited to a party. I got an email saying, uh, you know, you've been invited to a party that's run by Bjorn from ABBA. Um, <laughs> RSVP by this time, and you know, you get. I was like, oh cool, RSVP'd. So I rocked up. It was like full, you know, clipboard lady with a security guard. You go up to the uh, penthouse of some the hotel Van Zandt, which is like the Hilton. Like it's just. Really nice hotel. Go right up to the top floor. And they get there and I go around talking to people and, you know, I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Simon. I'm from Australia. And he goes, oh, yeah, uh, what do you do, you know? He's oh, I, you know, the uh, A&R for Spotify. It's <laughs> like, fuck, okay, cool. What do you do? Oh, I'm the I'm uh, the head lawyer for Universal. I was like, okay, why, why am I here? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, Bjorn's there. I'm like, fuck, oh, how, are you, how are you? Oh, I'm Bjorn from ABBA. Oh, yeah, you're Bjorn. Shit, okay. No Again, shit. <laughs> why am I here? And it's like, oh, I, I, I am the CEO for Avid. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Again, like, yeah. Like, there's nobody like me. Like, how did I get an invite to this? Yeah. Everyone's like super formal, like you, Versace suits and shit. And did like, it have anything to do with you having the platinum entry? No, no, no. no. There's platinum, so many platinum badges. Okay. Yeah. Every, like, most people get platinum badges when they go. Fuck this. Um, you've got something. We've got to figure out been, what it is. I, I don't know. It was <laughs> like, just luck or something. I can you get us no into idea. more famous parties with yeah. heaps of rich people? It felt, I was like, shit. And there's like a full buffet, but it wasn't just like, you know, fish fingers and party pies and sausage rolls. Or whatever. <laughs> this is like fucking burgers and shit, like stacks of burgers, like uh, sliders, what are they called? Yeah. Pork, pork sliders. <laughs> they thought that talking. they were emailing Simon from Cow. fucking. Yeah. Simon, Simon <laughs> Cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spelt it wrong. Yeah. Um, but that was cool. That was showcasing that a sh- the, like a little Bjorn was sponsoring a a new uh, software that was like I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure exactly what it was, um, but it was this essential. The basic was crediting uh, artists in in the live field. Um, I'd have to look a bit more onto it, but okay, it was to because uh, that focus on. That just sparked a new thought in my head. Like, you know how we have APRA here? Yeah. States don't have something like that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they Not do. a single... Don't yeah. they have, like, BM, BMI? BMI, yeah, but that's for more publishing in terms of live They've got, like, live really... They've got a lot of, like, uh, independent... Yeah, they don't have one governing stuff. body that, one. that is nationwide yeah. that collects it. Yeah, no, no, there isn't. No. Yeah. But ASCAP uh, and BMI are the two main ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like this, this new... Especially with all the blockchain stuff is what's going to 
fill that gap in the US. Okay. Um, so what was when. the feel around that, around blockchain and that sort of technology? It's really early. Yep. I feel like they're jumping into it a bit too quick. Okay. Because um, it's, uh, it's super, like nobody knows about block. Like it's not many people know about blockchain. No, not many people get their head around it, wrap their head around what blockchain is. Not even I really fully understand it, what it is and how it can help. Um, but it's, and there's a lot. I feel like it's getting really saturated too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Like you type, you know, you go into Google and type in blockchains for music and there's about 20 platforms. Yeah, there's so many. Even um, like, what about um, just augmented reality and AI? What was the general feel? Because I know even when we were at Pause, there is that feeling that as soon as you're around these people who fuck with that technology and fuck with that space so heavily, like, I think you'd be stupid to say it's not the way we're going. Like AI, augmented reality and virtual reality is, def- is where we all go. Yeah. But... I think it's interesting when you go into something like that. I want to see what South by was like, but when we were at pause and you're around people who are constantly in that scene, it's very much that, yeah, this is where we're going. Like everyone else is very much either head in the sand or that they're just not the main, it hasn't caught on to main society yet. Um, and then you kind of step back out of that scene and people are like, Oh man, they don't fully get it. Do you know what I reckon that it is? It's, it's the, the difference between the generation gap from my generation, generation, I think I'm Generation X, and then the one above us or even the one above that, like baby boomers and shit. I would say in terms of knowledge around technology, the baby baby boomer generation is maybe 20% of them actually know how to use technology like us. Yeah. So the difference between that and, and the actual concepts around technology, digital technology, like there's a lot of concepts that they – they can't fathom because they haven't grown up around it. Whereas my generation, Generation X, was the first generation to really grow up with technology. I was even that late. being was, said, we I think we were the last. I'm slightly younger than you, just so everyone yeah. knows. Um, but I feel like we or I was the yeah. last generation that knows it was like prior internet. Yeah. But yeah. also, it was expected yeah. that you grew up with internet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we were on that cusp. Like my, I think my family got our first family computer when I was eleven. Like, and we just didn't have one. And probably we, we might have been in the minority. But we got internet pretty much straight away. I think I had the internet when I was like 13 or 14. And, yeah, I think that, that there's, there's just a mindset thing. A lot of baby boomers and stuff and above just don't want to bother with it. They don't want to bother with technology because it's extra shit. Yeah, but that's them. They, ha- they have to. It's like, we're going to yeah. get old and I'm going to – when that's, I'm 40, I want to be playing in fucking AI. Yeah. I want to be fucking right. – Teach school and all these noobs. It's because you grew up with digital technology, right? The the difference is it's like the concepts and it's like automation and things like that. They don't want to. They they I'm generalizing, of course, but they don't, they want to have control of things, and they they're hesitant to adapt to new technologies the way that our generation and younger are. They're more readily available to adapt to new technologies. There's, there's a hesitation there. So that's why these digital currency platforms. I see that. I think yes and no. I think there's plenty of people in that baby boomer who are happy to fucking to grow with the times and fucking old people using Facebook and yeah, I was generalizing. mad old grannies on Tinder, you know, good for them. Yeah. Anyway, if we could get back to my initial question of Simon. So what's the feeling in at South by at that conference? Is it a feeling of like, man, AI is coming and it's not fucking far off? Or is it still like, all right, we're testing the waters here and augmented reality is closer than full AI. No, it's definitely it, it's the feeling that it's coming. 
Uh, yep. they, they were showcasing a lot of AI stuff last year, um, and this year it's just like ten times more than what it was mm. last year. Right, um, it's fucking everywhere. Like it's yeah. just like, yeah. okay, this is going to be a thing. It's what was the coolest? What was the coolest bit of tech that, or the idea of tech that's coming? What was the coolest? What, what did they give? Um, fuck, there was there was quite a lot. There was um, Sony had some cool shit. Yeah, As, aside from that, what what that that software that they was talking about before. They had some cool shit that they were showing. Because Sony um, used to be a, a big name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, they had some really cool shit, and like a lot of it seems useless. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is useless shit, but it's cool. Like a I don't know a robotic camera thing that you talk to and it does shit for you. Mm. Um, I feel like they're trying to make things easier mm. for people to live, which is unnecessary because it already is pretty easy. Um, there was um, we've talked that's about funny that because humans yeah. love to fucking complain. Yeah. yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah. like, if and the easier things get, the dumber the complaints are. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, and at the end of the day, what they go to is even if not, even if they haven't thought about it, like their perfect envisionment is that they sit still and do nothing and don't think, and everything that happens for them. And it's Wally. like, at what point have you lost the interaction with what you're doing? Anyway, you're describing Wally, where they're all like fat guys yeah. in the big fucking yeah. chairs, and yeah. like the whole the ship just looks after Great them. Movie. They just do whatever they want. There was uh, there was actually a robot that was there that won the Las Vegas Innovation Award. It's like a big award, and they were there. Was, they're from Japan. Yeah. And essentially, what it was is like a little cute little creature, like a woolly thing with a camera on its head yeah. that drives around and seeks attention, and you have to cuddle it and tickle it. Like that's something that people have invested millions of dollars in. <laughs> like it was like fuck. That looks like a dog. It's like a, it's cool. <laughs> but, sounds like some weird but Japanese like, shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, but the mind um, battles. It does. Yeah, and that's just like that was like one of the biggest things that I was showcasing. Like this is unnecessary to human development. <laughs> it's unnecessary yeah. to Australians, but I'm sure there is. <laughs> like, there some is a Asian whole continent that is suffering without food and shit. Yeah. And we're making shit like that. Yeah. Like, it's like in 1996, their vision of 2019, flying cars, the future is here. Yeah. We've got yeah. a cat with a camera that drives around. <laughs> Pretty much. And like, you, yeah. 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 And, and you, have um, to, you have to cuddle it or else it cries. <laughs> We've but, got needy robots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Going uh, back to the future. What was it, 2017 or something? Yeah. 2017, yeah. they're flying cars shit. Like, fast forward to the future, everyone's pissed off sad. We've got needy <laughs> robots needy for that robots. need cuddles. Yeah, yeah, like who thinks you're creating a robot that's needy? Oh, anyway. The Japanese. Yeah. yeah it's because of a lonely thing. There's a real big problem. Yeah, it's a I've spent a, few, is, a fair yeah. amount of time in Japan and the culture there is very like the tall nail gets hammered down kind of thing. So if you're like a creative, well, better not be a creative in Japan. Mm. And then like on top of that, if you're not like hitting those grades and you're not like doing all that stuff. Well, that's racist. It's like pretty much like stop existing in society. So a lot of people just like isolate themselves. So like robots that just need cuddles and stuff. Yeah. Fucking good market there. <laughs> there's, a, there's a high suicide rate in Japan. There is. Massive, um, and it's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, pressure on especially males to provide for your family and have Correct. a really well-paying job and things like that. But the opposite side to that, I've also spent a little bit of time in Japan and there's so many fucking useless jobs out there. I saw a guy, right, guiding a car into a car park. Not into the car park where the car stops, into the car park facility. He's like, yep, this is where you enter. And he's guiding the car... Driver can see the entry, right? Like, <laughs> did he what have like an LED light? Like with he the was direct like this. planes and That's shit. That's all he did. 
Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> What's that guy doing? When you've got double the population of Australia in one so city alone, far. you're going to have to find jobs for people to do. And if a job is get cars in this hole, then <laughs> it was at least hole someone's mind. getting a paycheck. See, yeah. <laughs> so many questions. I've got so many questions on that. <laughs> Have you been to Japan? No. Nah. You need to go. No, I'm, blow I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Blow your freaking mind. Japan's amazing. If you took me to Japan, it would be like that Ricky Gervais when he took that, what was his? Carl yeah, and yes. he abroad. That would <laughs> yeah, be yeah, me yeah, in Japan. Yeah. You would oh, love I that. that. I just don't that. get it. Do it. You'd I love it. it. I swear, nah. you would so love it. New Marshall Street Studios. No. Technology side of things you would really like. Anyway. Um... So that was four? Four. Five. Um, so I just done networking. So five. Um, I mean, the panels, like learning. Yeah. Going to different education, panels yeah. and stuff. The, the whole education part of it, yeah. Is Actually, I was keen. You mentioned so this before. Cool. I'm going to ask you this question live. Yeah. What was the um, layout of the panels like? Like compared to some of the talks that we've seen in Australia, is it similar? Yeah. Are they different? Because obviously these run on a fucking – these are clean. This is yeah. an oiled machine. It, it is slightly different. Um, you've got like a table at the, at the front of the – Area, I suppose, and there's you know four, four panels, four people. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's like a room, like a meeting room kind of thing. Yep. And you just got you know the seats, rows of seats facing a table that's kind of on a uh, rise, and mm-hmm. there's yeah they're mic'd up and they kind of just talk like this. It's like a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Everything I think most of it is actually recorded um, okay. and put up on YouTube. And can you ask them questions and interact or it's uh, towards the end? They have like a mic in the center and you go up and ask questions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Some of them say, you know, if you have a question mid, then put your hand up, kind of thing, and we'll answer them. But um, because be it's cool. all being recorded and through mics, they'd they'd rather leave it to the end. Yep. Talk through the mic. Nice. Um, Was there um? Did you find one of the big things I've found in the talks that I've gone through here is that it's hard to get accurate and in depth information on the topic you want because there's just a broad variety of people say in the audience actually there was something that i noticed deep enough for me something that you that you mentioned about like pause fest yep is that the panel the panelists the people talking don't find out who's in the room yep but they did that in most of the panels is that they'd be like oh just before we start there raise a hand who's a musician people raise and they, didn't, and they okay, didn't, meet, didn't need me to ask for no, it no they didn't no. so they'll curate the whole discussion cool so they've done it, it depends on what the talk like if some there were some talks that were kind of uh, pre-written, like it was, a, it wasn't like an interview Keynote. kind of setting. It was like yep. a, yeah, like a like somebody had written the script. You know, it was one person kind of like a, yeah, a keynote speaker. Um, but a lot of them were an interview kind of thing. Uh, a lot of there were some panels where it's like you'd, you'd see who the who are on the panel, and it, they'd all be from the same company, and you know that it's just going to be an yeah. advertisement for the company, mm-hmm. so you kind of mm-hmm. not go to that one. Yeah, did um, they do any um video like? Phone ins, like remember we at Portsmouth we saw the dude from South by yeah no no there was conference? none of that none of that no okay. no no everything everyone was there okay um, it was a I thought, I thought that was pretty cool in a way like there was obviously no human interaction you couldn't actually ask him questions but and they like use the they dude... use that Slido thing as well you know, oh, okay the, the right Portsmouth, so you'd yeah, send yeah. In, it's like an app that you kind of send in your questions with a hashtag and then they bring it and up and they can pull it up without yeah, you actually. Yeah. Interrupting yeah, the talk and then or people anything. people in the audience would look at and vote on the best question, and that's so then mm, that's what yeah, they, they'd cool. ask. Yeah, um, it, it was it was cool, but I mean, uh, you kind of like the 
the second question to come, like when you're actually asking someone a question, then they'd say something that yeah. they might spark you another question. You want to go question. a little bit deeper. Yeah. That's, and that was my, that's my, been my biggest beef with a lot of the talks that I've gone to here is they just they touch the surface and they just don't go deep enough yeah. on the information. And again, it could be and it is a time saving thing. It is trying to go deep. Interesting to to have like a a crowd moderator that kind of curates the questions that are sent in from the crowd. And I think that that could be a cool thing for instead of having a yeah. panel yeah. talk about whatever the people on the panel want to talk about. Have it all guided all by, by like audience, like a media interview. Like yeah. the end of the day, and, the market decides. The, there needs to be a curator. There needs yeah, to be like it'll get, a, it'll get out of control. Like it yeah. just be one person taking them half an hour. Yeah, exactly. And I've been to a couple of shows where just crazy people ask. Yeah, like been to fucking so ridiculous. specific questions, yeah. and I'm like, it's like cool. How how do you expect the person to answer that? <laughs> one and stop talking about yourself. A lot of people like to talk about themselves. Yeah. And they get up on the mic and they're like, so I've done this and this and this and this. And, yeah. um, oh, you know, I'm pretty good at this and this and this. Yeah. What do you reckon? It's like, yeah. sweet. You're asking for a yeah. verbal pat yeah. on the back. Yeah. Fuck. What's funny, so, though, is when there's a someone, the keynote, whoever's in charge, can obviously, there's, when they can pick up on that. Yeah. And we'll just kind of. Cut in, them off, yeah. In, in such a good, blunt, yeah. but also not, not offensive enough that he's going to fucking cry home. But yeah. in a place where everyone's like, okay, stop being a fuckwit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a good video of um, it's like a conference where Elon Musk was talking about like his mission to Mars and all that. Some dude gets up on the mic and he just goes, "So I think that your company needs me to work for it because I am better at this stuff than anyone else." And that's the. And, and that's you can it? just see like everyone on the stage being like, "Is no one fucking curating this shit?" Like, yeah. <laughs> I saw Elon Musk last year at South yeah, Park. What the fuck? Yeah. Who was was he there this year? No, he wasn't. Did you get no. to fucking have beers with him again? No, I didn't. Uh, no. Did you high five him? Be like, hey, remember me from last year? No, I didn't. <laughs> if, you, if you actually want to impress him, I hear this is a good trick. If you pull out your lighter and like you do that little thing where you jack up the lever so it's yeah. a really big flame, you just go, hey, Elon, I made my own flamethrower. You show him that. And he's really impressed by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, David, do you have any questions about Simon? South by? Um, one, where was the best barbecue? Frank, there's a place called Franklin's Barbecue. Franklin's. And I've apparently, heard of it. I've heard apparently, of it. I've also heard like, of it. Because of the, the, it was like spring break, so especially this oh, time of yeah. year. Especially this time of year. Why you did you wait, till, you waited till the end of the podcast <laughs> to tell us it was spring break? I think the spring Girls break was a week after. Version. So it's spring break now, I think. Okay. Um, but Franklin's Barbecue, you, so so you, you cannot get time, in. Is what you're telling me. You can't get in. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I apologize. Um, but it's so hard to get into. There's just a line there every day. Yeah. And I managed to get into it because uh, I knew a DJ who got invited to a private function there. And I was like, well, can I tag along? So I got in so and it is the best barbecue I've ever had in my yeah. life. Yeah. What'd you get? Everything. They gave you, it was a free, like it was like a open grill. Like they don't do that, but you could pick. It was like a, no shit. Um, a buffet. It sounds like he's the guy that we need to hang out yeah, with yeah, when we go to fuck? any you go public you place. parties. Yep. You go on a <laughs> fucking barbecue you know, and shit. Yeah. I, mean, I actually met... Um, the right hand man to Dell, Michael Dell, you know the you know the computer brand Dell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he he he's, he actually funds South by Southwest. Yeah, right. Um, he was super cool, nice guy, so nice guy, kind of a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Any other? Actually, did you catch up with George? Okay. No, I didn't. No, ah. no, he was he wasn't there for the whole thing. Wasn't he? No, so I messaged him. He's like, yeah, we'll message you when I get there, and then I messaged him and he goes, oh, I'm in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, well, but, um, but he said he'd message me during mid April and. We'd catch up then. Yes, yeah, sweet. 
All right. All right. That seems like. <laughs> well, I guess on uh, that note, I think let's wrap this podcast up. Sounds Do you have good. any um, things that you want to shout out, like recent single releases or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, just released a single with a guy called Dylan Potter. Um, nice. It's doing pretty good, actually. Uh, it's a hip-hop track. If you're into hip-hop, go check it out. Dylan, Dylan, Potter, Dylan Potter featuring Donkey Man. Donkey Man. Yep. It's called No Condolence. It's on everything. Stream, Spotify. And perfect. It's a it's a good track. It is and good let's track. not forget that David today thought he'd find out if laptops were aquatic. <laughs> I was just trying to get the computer drunk. It seemed rude to be drinking a lot. <laughs> Talk, talking about AI. There's there's an AI in that computer. <laughs> all right. On that note, we will catch you all next week. Peace. Thank you.